Oh, we're back for another motherfucking Shredder Day. Oh, yeah, bro. Uh, in that second half of Getting Dizzy With It Season 2, uh, we're, over, we're just over halfway through the Hookers and Blow album. That's right. That's right. We're to the B-sides. So uh, things are uh, winding down. We don't have that many episodes left. We don't have many songs to review. Uh, but we still, you know, that's okay. We're going to just take it for what it is. We're going to have fun with it. Uh, but most important, oh, yeah. you know what we're going to do. Oh, we're, I know what we're going to do. We're going to get dizzy with it. Are you ready to get dizzy with it? Let's get motherfucking dizzy with it, boy. Get Let's go. Dizzy with it. Getting 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 dizzy right. with it. Oh, we're going again? Let's do it. Getting dizzy with it. Uh, oh, yeah, I hit loop accidentally. My bad. It's all good. Uh, well, uh, we will uh, we will drop the uh, the old music there. Yeah, this is yeah. one intro, baby. That's right. Well, similar. It's the actual instrumental. But anyway, man, uh, today we have got a good episode for you. And I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to bitch and rant like I do in the main episode that you'll hear on Monday. Yeah. As old Dustin's had one of the worst days ever. Oh, yeah. And you'll hear that all get, on Monday. Yeah, you'll get to hear all of that, all about it on Monday. So be sure to tune in to hear me. Ironically, we just recorded that. So <laughs> out oh, of yeah. order. Guns and Radio style, baby. Yeah. So hopefully for us. This song will give us a little bit of, uh, put us in a little bit of a better mood than what we were in when we tried to tape this last show. I thought it was a pretty good show either way. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to uh, this week's song, Getting Dizzy With It, because I've heard this one, spoiler alert, I have heard this one a couple times, and I did enjoy what I heard, so. What song are we listening to? So, it's Hookers and Blow covering um, Time of the Season by the Zombies. There's there a big... Um, psychedelic rock band from the 60s and i do have some facts about like the song and about the zombies as well too so we're going to litter you with some trivia as well in this one yeah we'll do that while we review the song <laughs> as we uh normally would <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna pepper those in but first before we get into the song of the day we've had many a failed trivia game well not many have failed one well failed. just one really the rest were actually pretty decent so so this time I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know shit about this band, the Zombies. Neither do I. But but that's this, this song's you know? been used in a lot of popular culture, which we'll get into as well. But you know the facts and stuff we're gonna talk about later on is gonna be an educational experience for all of us, hopefully. So oh, for we'll, sure we'll get to learn about a band. But I do like my zombie movies. So I thought today, Chris, I'm going to hit you and you guys listening at home with some zombie movie trivia. Damn right. I'm in for this. And uh, you guys at home play along. You're playing against Chris. And uh, let's see how many of these you can get. Let's see. We've got we got 10 questions. It's a three-page trivia, but we're only going to do page one. All right. So here we go. I accidentally hit a button, so I don't want it to count against you for my fuck up. So we're going to refresh the screen. 
Question one, which film first introduced the concept of zombies eating brains? Ooh, okay, so that's like a George A. Romero thing, I think. What are the options? The Return of the Living Dead. Uh, <clears throat> the Zombies of Moritau. Voodoo Island. Or Night of the Living Dead. I want to go Night of the Living Dead, because I feel like it's a George Romero thing. that. Did they eat brains in Night of the Living Dead? We did do an audio drama of Night of the Living Dead, which is available in our archives. Let's find out. Oh. <clears throat> Not Night of the Living Dead. Is it Return of the Living Dead, Zombies of Morotau, or Voodoo Island? I want to say Voodoo Island, I think, is the next one. Because Return, it sounds like a sequel. Yeah. It's not Voodoo Island, so it's either Return of the Living Dead or Zombies of Morutau. That's right, because in Night of the Living Dead, when we were making, when I was making the audio drama, I, they don't eat a lot of brains; they just eat whatever. Yeah, so it has to be the Morutau, whatever that one is. No, it's Return of the Living Dead. What? Really? Yeah, Return of the I, Living Dead. I guess dead. they had to make something good for a sequel. Like, I guess so. Brains, brains. Yeah, I don't think they do that. They just kind of groan. Yeah, I thought and, that was like always a trope, though. I guess. Well, zombies themselves have been a trope for like ever. Well, zombies started out as like you'd be under a hypnotic spell or some yeah. voodoo trance or something like that. And then like it got turned into like this virus. Yeah, I think George Romero's Night of the Living Dead introduced us to zombies in the sense that we know them of today. Yeah, pretty much. And then they fucked up and didn't copyright it. And because of a technical error, the, the movie is now in the public domain. Hence why we were able to take the movie, extract the audio, add some narration, and create the awesome audio drama that we gave you last Halloween. Just saying. And I enjoyed listening to that. So uh, we were going to do more of those, but we've had some computer problems during season three. Hopefully we'll be resolved soon. Uh, but let's get to the second question. Yeah, let's see how let's you can get this one faster. What was the first feature-length zombie film? White Zombie, Voodoo Island, The Earth Dies Screaming, or The Devil's Daughter? Well, White Zombie is a pretty cool band. It's definitely not it, I, I don't think. Um, Voodoo Island? Voodoo Island? No. Okay. So we got White Zombie, The Earth Dies Screaming, or The Devil's Daughter? Um, let's say The Earth Dies Screaming. That sounds very 40s. No. Wow. So it's either White Zombie or The Devil's Daughter. Um, the Devil's Daughter sounds very like Exorcist esque. Ex I, I don't exorcist know. this existential graces is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. To me, it sounds like it's like, oh, look, my daughter is like possessed. And we're going to do like devil shit. I'm the devil. Here's my daughter. Spirits be gone. And they're like, do the fucking I don't know. I saw thing. this on Adult Swim. Lucy, the daughter of the devil. <laughs> hmm. Wasn't that the name of it? Lucy, the daughter of the devil? That's a show, I think. I don't know. That's an Adult Swim original show, I think. Uh, I think I guess we'll just go with White Zombie. Maybe that's it. 
Ah, son of a bitch. So that's where Rob Zombie got the band name idea for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't know that? I did not know that. That's why I said White Zombie. Oh. Like, that sounds like a, like a kick-ass band. They had a few good songs. All right, so uh, based on The Magic Island by William Seabrook, White Zombie tells the story of a young woman's transformation into a zombie at the hands of an evil voodoo master played by Bella Lugosi. See, that's what I was talking about Bella earlier. Bella Lugosi, R.I.P., fucking legend. He is a legend. All right, so here's question number three. And then again, everybody playing at home. See what you think. What real life insect is susceptible? Susceptible. 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 What the fuck? Say that 10 times fast. What real life insect is susceptible to a zombie like virus? Is it a damp, damp wood termite, the Asian tiger mosquito? The gypsy moth caterpillar or the leaf cutter bee? Why do these all sound like very racist and stereotypical? <laughs> the Asian tiger mosquito. I, I'd probably go with the mosquito, to be honest. You know, they suck blood, they'll probably put it back in or something. Really? Oh, that one's not it. Fuck. Man, I thought that was a, that was a go to. So it's the damp wood termite, the gypsy moth caterpillar, or the leaf cutter bee. Let's go with the B? B? No, I don't even know this one. So it's either yeah. the the termite or the caterpillar. And I think I've got an idea. I'd probably, I'd probably go termite. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Well, that's really? It. It's the gypsy moth caterpillar. Gypsy moth caterpillars can be infected by a baculo, baculo, B-A-C-U-L-O virus that hypnotizes them into climbing to the top of the trees where they die, liquefy, and rain viral particles onto the foliage below to infect other caterpillars. Interesting. Okay. That's creepy, man, because think about COVID. Yeah. And what, like, see, we think zombies are brains. But what if, like, it mutates into, like, from this virus into something that affects humans, and now we're jumping off of skyscrapers and shit? Yeah. Like, who who wants to fuck a caterpillar to get this into humans? I know. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, here's where it's going to pay off that you listen to that audio drama that I took four days to make. Right. Where did George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead take place? If you listen to the audio drama, you'll know this. All right. See me calling him out because I know he ain't listened to that. It's It's been a while. So. <laughs> I didn't even tell him I was making it, so it ain't his fault. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> <sighs> Is it Connecticut, Maryland, Texas, or Pennsylvania? Oh, shit. Does those sound like very viable places that was on the outbreak? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I want to say, let's try. I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm probably not Texas. Um, I want to say Connecticut. No, it's not Connecticut. Okay. Um, to Maryland or Philly? Philadelphia, maybe. Philly. Ah, the story follows seven people who are trapped in a rural farmhouse in western Pennsylvania, which is besieged 
by a large and growing group of living dead monsters. Okay, well, here you go. This next one should be pretty easy. Which TV series tells the story of Rick Grimes who awakes from a coma to discover a world overrun by zombies? Oh, it's definitely iZombie. Come on. No, I'm kidding. It's The Walking Dead. iZombie was one of the options. <laughs> I was going to say, options... I was gonna say like something out of the blue. Like, yeah, it's totally Breaking Bad. What? <laughs> <laughs> Although I do believe Breaking Bad takes place in the same universe. Allegedly. It was the AMC-verse? Yeah. The AMCU. The American Movie Channel <laughs> TV-verse? <laughs> Um, anyway, number six, what breed of zombie dog plays a big role in Resident Evil? Ooh, okay, I may know this one. Is it a German Shepherd, a Rottweiler, a Great Dane, or a Doberman? Oh, shit. Okay, I'm gonna go Rottweiler. No, no, that's not it. Was it was German Shepherd, um, Great Dame, or Doberman? Okay, German Shepherd, maybe. No, it's been a while since I fucking played a Resident Evil game. Um, uh, me too, but I'm pretty sure I remember this. Last time I played was like five. I don't remember if there's any fucking zombie dogs in there. Well, I'm thinking of the movie. I got to be honest; I don't think I've ever played any of the games. Ooh, some of them are pretty good. Uh, was it Great Dane and a Doberman? Mm-hmm. Great Dane, I think. It is a oh, Doberman. It was Doberman. Ah, oh, shit. The reason for the frequency of Doberman, uh, Dobermans being infected with the T-virus was Chief Brian Iron's suggestion to the K-9 unit that the breed be used as a police dog for the Raccoon City Police Department. Fucking Raccoon City. Worst Raccoon city in, city. in his history. <laughs> All right, question number seven. Which Halloween song includes the following lyrics? The zombies were just having fun. The party had just begun. Was it Black Magic Woman, Monster Mash, Living Dead Girl, or Dead Man's Party? Um, I was probably wrong, but it could be Monster Mash. Ah, oh, it's Monster Mash. Oh, shit. The zombies... We just have it's a mash. The mash. The monster mash. Uh, all right, here we go. Here's a good one. Now you should know this one if you hang out with me. What alcohol would you use to mix a zombie cocktail? Oh wow, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Vodka, Midori, Creme de la Mente, or rum? The fuck is Midori? I don't know. I've never heard of that. I don't know that I don't know how to make this a zombie cocktail either. I'm thinking of a Grateful Dead and I don't even know how to make that. I think it's Hennessy and Hypnotic, but I don't remember. No, that's the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> all I know is when you make a Grateful Dead. That just sounds it, fucking ridiculous. It mixes uh, a bunch of things together and then it turns purple even though you don't put anything red or purple into the fucking mix. <laughs> The contents of the friggin' Incredible Hulk make it sound like the most hood drink ever. Oh, Hennessy and Hypnotic? Yeah, that's fucking hood shit right there. Yeah, fuck you up, too. That's straight out of a budget gangster rap video. <laughs> I don't like either. I don't do oh, either God. one of them. Gross. No thanks. 
All right, so you got vodka, Midor, Midori, creme de la menthe, and rum. Uh, I think we'll just go with the basic vodka. It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. That's not right, though. Um, okay. Midori, creme de la menthe, or rum? I guess another safe bet will go with rum? I'm probably wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. Mix light and dark rum and brandy in a cocktail shaker. Add lime juice and grenadine. Shake well. Strain into a highball glass filled with cracked ice. Fill the glass with orange juice, but leave enough room to float one, the 151 on top, which they don't make anymore, by the way. Uh, garnish with a cherry and an orange slice. And I miss 151. 151 was my favorite alcoholic beverage, and then they just took it from us. I gotta find a yeah. Bacardi 151. Oh, dude, you never had Bacardi. Oh my god, it's okay. Dude. Now you mentioned Bacardi, it does sound familiar. We've probably seen it before. If you got too fucked up on that, you would get flammable diarrhea. Like, I don't you know, could really light your Bacardi, puke on so. fire. It's pretty rough, but you got to treat it with respect. If you respect it and drink it right. It ain't for getting fucked up on because it will. She 151 will bite you in the ass. But if you respect it and you only have one or two, because you know if I have too much, I'm going to get fucked up. It was so delicious. And I was trying to buy a bottle of it off of eBay one day and it, the, the auction went up to like $600. Oh, Jesus. That would piss me off for expired alcohol geez what 14 here should be an easy one what 14 minute music video directed by john landis features a bunch of dancing zombies just go ahead and say it thriller all right no i thought it was dancing in the street though (laughs) (laughs) well that only features two that just features two dancing zombies they're not really zombies they're just corpses that implies yeah, that just, there's life that's been brought back. Those They're just lavishly dressed heroin addicts. Look, those guys died in the 70s, and the producers have been weekend at Bernie's. Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> weekend Bro. at Bernie's. They got like Jim Henson to do the puppetry for them and shit. That's it. <laughs> Jim Henson, the master marionette over there. Weekend at Bernie's is so funny. Hey, y'all can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> this is an audio only show. Uh, for now. All right. According to Harvard, oh God. According to Harvard, ethnobotanist, this motherfucker at Harvard named Wade Davis, a living person can actually be turned into a zombie using the flesh of a stonefish. A puffer fish, the black mamba, or a gila monster. Black mamba, the flesh of Kobe Bryant. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Or a gila uh, monster, the um, flesh of uh, I don't know who's an ugly celebrity. Mariah Carey. <laughs> she looks leathery. No, that's make you the worst lip singer since Ashley Simpson. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ashley Simpson quit while she was ahead, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone would if they got caught on live TV doing it. 
I don't know. See, people overreact to that because everybody lets things on SNL. It's just yeah, people ain't smart. Yeah, doing it. Yeah, exactly. Where she was stupid was she was like, "Oh, blame it on my band and shit." At the end, when she would have just admitted, they're like, "Hey, it's live TV. Sometimes we lip sync on SNL. It sucks." She just owned it and went on about it. You know, probably wouldn't have been as much fallout. You know, same That's with Melly Vanelli because. I mean, where they got caught limp syncing was at the music awards. And that's the, of course, like that's a prime time to get caught lip syncing. Well, the whole thing, no, not even that with Millie Vanilli. It was like, it wasn't even them. It was like the record. Well, yeah. It was like, yeah, I'm going to put you guys in the face, but like, we're but if they would have, the if they would have not panicked when they got caught at that particular award show and just said, uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling good. I've had acid reflux all day and it was causing me vocal problems. So we thought we would look, okay, all is forgiven. Yeah, just be like, yeah, I smoked a cigarette out back. I'm not feeling good. You know. I smoked a weed cigarette. That's what it was. Yeah, according to this motherfucker at Harvard, which one of these animals can you use to turn a person into a zombie? I'm going to go with the Gila monster. That's ah. not it. Black Mamba? Damn. Nope. It's either a puffer fish or a stonefish. Stonefish? No, it's a puffer fish. Really? Davis presented a pharmacological case for zombies in the nineteen eighty three pa- in a nineteen eighty three paper in the Journal of Anthropharmacology. There we go. I finally got it right. In yeah. which he suggested that a powerful neurotoxin found in the flesh of puffer fish, combined with the various uh, delirium drugs, could produce a death like state in which the will of the victim could entirely be subjected to that of his voodoo master. And you know it doesn't work or the government would already be doing that, and we would never oh, yeah, have heard of sure. it. Yeah. So. Well, they tried with COVID, so. Yeah. <laughs> God, they didn't get me because I'm the chosen one. <laughs> I slept next to I was dating Becky at the time, and I slept next to her every night when she had COVID. Never got COVID. Cuddled with her. Kissed her in the morning on my way to work. Well, I didn't get, well, I worked at home at the time, but yeah. Yeah. Never on on the way to the computer, five feet. From... Yeah. Chosen. Chosen. No, you just got horseshoes up your ass. You're like my fucking, my buddy of mine. His whole family just got it. Literally everyone in his fucking household got it. And he's like, oh, I'm so lucky I never got it. I'm like, you shut the fuck up. You don't get it. Karma, bitch. Everybody in my family's gotten it twice. Shit. I knew a buddy of mine who recently just got it for the second time. Oh yeah, I haven't. I haven't even got it the first time. Uh, I've had some COVID scares where I had random diarrhea or something, and then it was like, oh no, it's just another Tuesday. I got nothing to do with COVID. It's Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was just yesterday's Taco Bell fermenting in my. That happened to me at work today. At the day we're recording this, not obviously Saturday, but uh, we had Taco Tuesday today at work. And I forgot to bring my lunch again because I'm a fucker. So I ate the tacos in the in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And that was a mistake. Because I got back in, got back to work, I even took off early so I could, because I, I didn't work a whole lunch shift because I didn't want to take up as much of my vacation time to go fuck with this house. So uh, I took it off of my lunch instead. Mm-hmm. And then I got back to my office. I got back to work. I was about 10, 15 minutes in 
And my stomach started roaring loud enough that it sounded like I was in there farting in my office. Yeah. And I just, because I do <laughs> sure that. Not. No, it wasn't even like that. It was like a. Oh, that's like when you're like super hungry and you just hear like fucking rumble. Oh, no, this was churning. It was like, go, go, go. You know, when you're uh, letting the water out of a. Uh, oh, oh, you know, when you flush the toilet and, and then the water fills up and then it all comes down at once and then it's like, it makes that gurgle right before. Oh, the yeah, when you clog the toilet. Off. Yeah. And it goes, go, 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 go. That's what my stomach was doing. It was going. So your, your stomach somehow became David Draymond and down with. I was gonna. Say, it became David Draymond and down with the sickness. Yeah, and um, anyway, uh, I went. Oh shit! So I got up, and man, I feel bad for whoever was in that stall next to me because I could see their feet start to cringe, and they hurried it up to get out of there because it was loud. One of them violent diarrhea too, and then <laughs> your fucking stomach, dude. I got myself all cleaned up, went back to my desk, of course, washed my hands and everything, sat down again, got back to work. I wouldn't work in another five minutes, so I had to go running back out again. Fucking Taco Tuesday. God damn, pal. That's <laughs> what that guacamole will do to you. Give you a fucking run. I don't know what the hell they put in that shit. Probably laxative. Definitely. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord of my head. Oh, I guess. It's Christmas. <laughs> no, no, not that time. Give it to me. I think I have heard this on a Christmas commercial or two. Maybe. <laughs> it's funny because the song wasn't even even released around Christmas time. It was released in March of 68. Oh, wow. It was written in Christmas time. Well, actually recorded in August 1967. So so they were getting ready for some Christmas. Maybe. You know, they, was, <laughs> they probably just had Christmas in July. And they're like, oh, it's still on the mind, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you do that, you know. Um, I don't know. Was the Hallmark Channel a thing yet? In the sixties, no. There were like four channels back then. Man, really I'm gonna me. tell you that Hallmark Channel Christmas in July shit pisses me off because I hate Christmas movies. Fucking hate them, especially on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, and that's so cheesy. Oh. There's no good ones. The only good one is like fucking Die Hard. That that's is it. all my mother and grandmother want to watch. So when I go over there, if I'm stuck at the house. I don't get to watch nothing but this bullshit the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you, you get the fucking Lifetime Network fucking cheese. Yeah, and then they do it. They really do a marathon of Christmas movies in July for a whole fucking month. And then when I go to visit on the 4th of July, if I don't keep myself busy, that's why I stay gone so fucking much. I don't want to sit here and watch this bullshit. I didn't come up here to watch TV, much less shitty TV. Yeah. Put on Guy Fieri or something. Fuck. Let's watch Dude. Diners and Dives and shit. Probably like... Yeah, put on the fucking Food Channel, the Food Network. Let's watch some Gordon Ramsay or some shit. 
I know. I was watching him cuss out some little kid. Man, how disappointed was you the first time you saw Junior Master Chef and you didn't see Gordon Ramsay just just rip into a child? I mean, like, it'd be hilarious, but you know, someone on the internet is going to edit it anyway. So, <laughs> oh, please do, please, somebody take Kitchen Nightmares or whatever and and edit in what? where those kids are crying and shit. Look at Why? you. Who are you? You're an idiot sandwich, you little fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he does have some of the best insults. <laughs> you, you stupid <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Your mental retardation baked into a soft, stuck fucking skull. And he's like, get the fuck out of my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Bro, Gordon Ramsay does not give a fuck. He does not. Love it. Ooh. Oh, this is how I meet girls at the bar. <laughs> like I go up to her and I go, Ooh. Ooh. what's your name? <laughs> so are you you're doing the ooh ah? Were you like caught yeah? I do that. In your fist I get right in her ways. ear like this, and I go ooh ah ooh ah ooh. I have no idea what that sounds like. Is it sound like Justin Timberlake trying to beatbox? <laughs> and then I go, and then I call her later that night. And I don't say a word when she answers the phone, and I just go. Or you give her one of these, just go. What's <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> He's like a ghost face. Tell us about it. <laughs> Two time. No, no, he didn't win again. No, it was just the one. <laughs> I heard he was good though when he came back. Dude, yeah, because he actually like trained and shit and took it seriously. He's like, we did some pretty good shit on the Indies. I mean, you probably would if you had that legacy that left behind that he had. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, at least he tried this time. So, I mean, you can't hate on him for that. I mean, he yeah. was making the documentary, and let's be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably where all that spawned. Somebody had an idea for a documentary and was like, what if we get David Arquette to go back to wrestling? Yeah, and he, he was he like, fucking redeemed himself in a way. How much will you pay me? And they were like, well, man, <laughs> I need about tree fitting. Tree fitting. Well, it was about that time I noticed skinny little David Arquette was about a 30-story monster for and it was a quotation from the Paleozoic era. And <laughs> uh, anyway, give us some song facts. Tell us about the song we listened yeah, to. Yeah, the history of the song. So Time of Season is obviously by British rock band The Zombies, uh, released in 1968. Uh, literally a year after it released, it, was, it has like a similar thing to like Appetite for Destruction, where basically it took a year for it to sort of get caught um, in the, into the charts and everything. It became a surprise hit in the U.S., rose to number three on the Billboard Hot 100. It's one of the zombies' most popular recognizable songs, 
an iconic hit of the 60s psychedelia, sorry, and enjoys frequent airplay on classic rock and oldies radio. Nice, nice. I, I don't believe I've ever heard it. Uh, well, but it's been frequently used in pop culture to represent the era, represent the 60s. Huh. Maybe I have. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a list of stuff it's featuring. It's featuring the films 1969. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, Awakenings, A Walk on the Moon, and Riding, Riding the Bullet. It was in The Conjuring as well. I haven't seen any of these movies. In Cruella. Speaking of Emma Stone, we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that either. Um, it was actually used twice in South Park. Which episode? Um, so songs featured in the South Park season two episode, the Mexican staring frog or the Mexican staring frog of Southern Sri Lanka. I almost couldn't even say that right. Uh, okay. Season two, season two, episode 19. It was because it was during a flashback to Vietnam. Uh, and another during another Vietnam flashback in season 14, episode 201. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. I've probably heard it then, just don't recognize it. Yeah. Awesome. We'll so, get back in for a second. We'll come back to that in a second. Yeah, I have a couple more facts afterwards. All right. Okay, we got a keyboard solo or an organ oh, solo. Get it dizzy. Make them wish they wouldn't have rejected you from Super Tramp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. It's pretty dope. That was just fucking jamming live in the studio. Oh, yeah, he's having fun right now. Oh, and somebody changed the channel. Oh no, they just slow the tempo. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Oh god. <laughs> this is where Axel got the idea of the Mac Daddy line. Oh, that's what I'm telling you, man. It gets checks every time. You gotta try it. Yeah. Go up to. Who's your daddy? Go up to a random chick at the bar, start blowing in her ear, and then whisper, Who's your daddy? Yeah, is this like a Barney Stinson play? <laughs> yeah. Smack her on the ass. Daddy's home. <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs> While you gently massage your shoulders. <laughs> oh my god. I got thrown out of the strip club like that one. <laughs> well, you are their daddy. Your finger ain't going out this way. <laughs> For a hundred, I am your dad now. I'll give you a <laughs> Never will pay for nothing sexual. I mean, I've got a lap dance coming too. Most of the time, that was out of morbid curiosity. I think it's the time. It is. Season? What time? Oh, okay. Are you time? 
I was just looking at my watch. Oh. Oh. Alexa, what time is it? Dizzy o'clock. There it is, the time of the season. Hookers and blow covering the zombies. That's right, and it's in our rear view now, and there ain't nothing left to do, but, uh, well, you got some more facts, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, so it's more about the, the, the original version. Um, in 2012, NME named the track the 35th best song of the 60s. In, uh, in 2021, it was ranked number 349 on Rolling Stone's Top 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. Okay. I mean, that sounds fair. I mean, not a lot of good music came out of the 60s. I'm sorry, hippies, but... Yeah, I mean, well, Hendrix was around in the 60s, so... Uh, I said not a lot. I didn't say not any. I just don't get yeah. into, like, that Pink Floyd shit, because I've never dropped acid. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, there's actually a lot of cover versions. Okay. Oh, boy. Who uh, else covered um, the guest in 2005, the Guess Who released the cover of the song on the compilation album Let's Go. Um, a lot of these are just a bunch of like random artists I know you and I have never heard of. Actually, oh, Dave Matthews Band had the song on their CD, DVD, Weekend on the Rocks, and Live Tracks Volume 9. Okay. Um, in 2007, it was recorded by Tommy Shaw of Sticks and Jack Blades of Night Ranger for their album Influence. Okay. And the band America remade Time in the Season for their 2012 release, Back Pages, which also ended up being a cover album. What's your favorite America song? Oh, fuck, they had one. Oh, god damn. I've heard one or two songs randomly somewhere. Oh, oh, they did Horse of No Name, I think. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. I think that's America, I'm pretty sure. I like America the Beautiful myself. Yeah. Well, funny thing about America, they're British Americans, not even fully American. I don't know. The Angry American by Toby Keith is a pretty good America song. Oh, boy, if I got a present for you. <laughs> I mean, wow. It's also been sampled a lot of times, too. Um, so it says, let's see. Oh, wow. Eminem actually sampled this song in one of his albums. And so did the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, God. <laughs> I, don't, I am not even going to sit on this show and give ICP the dignity of pretending their thing. <laughs> oh, oh god I of America, ventura highway also a great song of theirs uh yeah and there's uh of course the star spangled banner that's a beautiful yeah. one as jeff, name. jeff played <laughs> us uh, a tribute of that <laughs> in our fourth of july episode uh then there's, of course, uh, knockoff songs that other countries wrote, like "Oh Canada." What? That was not a knockoff. That's an original recording. <laughs> it's totally a different key. Oh, they changed the key. Okay. It's different at altogether. Least, it's not the same you, lyrics. I don't think America is mentioned in the Star Spangled Not at all. So it literally oh, for anything. Oh no, that's America the Beautiful. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, how does how That's does your, the national go? Oh, see, can you see? Yeah, don't mention America, does it? Not at all. Huh? No, it doesn't. Hmm. Get on the ball, America! Fuck yeah! 
Coming again to say the motherfucking day, America. Fuck, Fuck yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, well, you want to review this song? Yeah. Well, I'll let you go first. All right. Well, uh, I don't know what I could add to it that I haven't said already. I mean, I I'm getting some major super tramp vibes, but it did come from the 60s. So I guess that's to be expected. Uh, I didn't hate this at all. I actually kind of enjoyed it, to be honest with you. I mean, um, not my favorite song on this album that we've heard so far. Definitely not one of my favorite Dizzy songs that we've heard on this show. But uh, I didn't hate it. Um, I'm going to give it extra points because the solo and shit with the keyboard or the organ or whatever I thought was extra dope. That kind of lured me in, so uh counting the extra points total i'm gonna give it about a three and a half out of five all right i think i'm gonna go a little more actually i mean maybe it's because like i actually listened to the song a couple of times before uh we did the show because it would randomly show up like i was on my rock playlist i'd put on shuffle or whatever it would randomly just show up there on shuffle but i do enjoy the song because it's like which version the zombies or this one of course yeah oh this version actually yeah I've never really listened to the original. I mean, okay. a psychedelic kind of rock, whatever. But like this, just it's it's really good because you get like the nice mix of Dizzy Reed on vocals. You also got Nadja, the female vocalist, there on on the backup in there as well. Notch um, is also the name of the girl vampire on what we do in the shadows. Yeah, ironically, this this Nadja is also Dizzy Reed's wife, and she's pretty cool. So, oh, is that um, the chick in the band Dizzy's wife? Yeah, apparently, I believe so. Huh. I, I did not know that. I think so, yeah. Because I remember, I think, I think Brando interviewed both of them on the same episode or something way back. So, shout out to Brando again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Every fucking week we're shouting him out. Rightfully so. Oh, yeah. Rightfully. Rightfully so. But yeah, this is a really good song. Like, I enjoy it. It's, it's that hookers and blow spin. I love, like, you know, the, the, the drums, the bongos, and everything. The cool little breakdown after that, that insane keyboard solo. This is personally already one of my favorites on this album, I'd say. I'd say this one, um, the one we did last week, the body count one was really good. And I'd say Shaken, so far as like the top three, I think, on this album. Shaken. Altogether. The Eddie Money track. Yeah. Not yeah, I, I feel like we've had a lot of good stuff. There's nothing been like really shit. It's really good covers. No, Even going I, back, I remember in that episode, we also listened to the original. We said that's pretty spot on. Like, you definitely can see their own spin on it. Um. I'm probably going to go the same as I did last week, four out of five for this one. Okay. I think Ziggy Stardust might have been the worst <clears throat> might have been the worst song we've heard so far. Uh yeah, it was it was still okay for me, but it was probably more a little more on the weaker end. I mean, we've heard some pretty good shit though. So I mean We have. That's saying something. Because I mean first also, we reviewed mean, yeah. that solo album. Yeah, which was I think the lowest, I'm looking back to the scores here right now, actually, I think the lowest we gave that was like a, th- a three. Huh. I think the wow. lowest rating we gave any of the songs on the, the, the Dizzy solo album was like a three. And this one we're giving pretty good reviews, actually. So it's around the same. I think maybe a little bit higher. I don't know. Yeah. So be grateful, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like they would even give a fuck what we think anyway. Yeah. Well, no, you, you fucking should. So that's right. Yeah, and uh yeah and we're still keeping on rolling here man 
Yeah, because the reason you should give a fuck is because we have the greatest Dizzy Reed podcast in the whole world today. Nobody can top us. They've tried. They've tried, but nobody's as good as we are talking about Dizzy Reed each and every week. Only except uh, Dizzy Reed himself, but... (laughs) I don't know. He's not like Kanye West. (laughs) Kanye West would start a podcast about how great Kanye West is. Uh, You don't know, man. Dizzy's hung around with with Axel a lot, so he probably rubbed off on him a little bit, so... And he's always been nice to me, but so is Axel, so... Uh, Anyway, uh... We're rolling on. Tell us what we're going to be listening to next week. Yeah, track 7 of 12 on the Hookers and Blow album. It's uh, Hookers and Blow covering Tom Petty's American Girl. All right, so get your flags out. Get ready to say the national anthem. Praise red, white, and blue. And uh, be a good American next week when we listen to American Girl right here on Getting Dizzy With It. That's gonna be a it's gonna be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Every Saturday was for a good show. Oh yeah, and don't forget to come back on Monday for Hope by Duff McKagan. And uh, be sure, by the way, to tune in to our friends over at the Old Seventy Seven this week. Uh, go ahead and listen to the this uh, the episode they put they put up this this past week with the paranormal the Jefferson City Paranormal Society. That was a good show. But I'll be returning to the studio once again uh, this coming week. And uh, we're going to have some of the guys from the JC Paranormal Society in. And we're going to talk about aliens and angels and shit, whatever comes up. That's the plan. Of course, plans might go awry by the time that's recorded, but we'll find out. But that's going to do it for this edition of Getting Dizzy With It. Come back next week, man. We're going to keep on churning and churning along. And until then, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We are halfway through season two of Getting Dizzy With It. Join us Monday for some more main show goodness. And come back Saturday as we continue to get dizzy with it. But until then, guys, stay safe, peace out, and keep on rocking in that good old free world. Except on Spotify. Yeah, 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 yeah.